0: Hey you guys, welcome back to Altered Podcast. Alexa Salvaggio here. You can hear my wind chimes in the back. Hugo's sitting outside. We're just doing the dance of life today. So if you hear some wind chimes, that's just my front yard going off. Those were my mom's actually. Um, so it's actually really comforting to hear. But I'm glad that you are here. Um for those of you who don't know, this is Altered Podcast, a place where we connect and talk about things that alter us that create a a sense of a holy shift, right? Um, To lay ourselves at the altar of life allows us to get altered and to change and to grow and to integrate what life is trying to show us. So here we are. Speaking of what life is trying to show us, for those of you who are on a path of growth, which I'm assuming if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably on a path of growth. There's so many trials and tribulations that come up because the truth is, is a lot of us don't actually want to look under the hood. We don't actually want to see ourselves more clearly because it's, it takes a lot more work. It takes a lot more effort um, to have humility and take accountability for ourselves is a practice in and of itself. So if you're looking under the hood, well done. And it's it's amazing because most of us don't get here by choice. Some of us do, right? Some of us are like, I want to just learn this. I want to go deeper. I want to understand myself and my internal environment and the way that I see the world more clearly. But for some of us, dare I say most of us, we come to this path of deepening our understanding by bring, being brought to our knees by life, right? Whether it's an illness, whether it's a breakup, whether it's uh, the loss of a job, the loss of a loved one, an addiction. All of these dynamics have the tendency to bring us to our knees in such a way that we have two choices. We either can start to look inward and heal, or we continue to look outward and
1: create more chaos. And when we continue to look outward and we create more chaos, we miss the gems, right? I talk about
0: all the time how sometimes when we're brought to our knees in life, there are gems all over the ground. And if we're so busy looking out at who saw it or what are they going to think or, oh my God, don't even look, we miss the gems. And then we just fell on our ass and we didn't even get the point, right? But if we fell down and we pick up some of these gems, some of these lessons,
1: some of these blessings, we can really continue to move forward in a new way. So just notice for you, which category you're in,
0: right? Was this a choice or were you forced here? And noticing as you check in with yourself about that, how you feel about that. Because often when we are forced into looking inward, when we have no choice but to go, okay, I have to see things more clearly. I have to see myself. I have to continue to cultivate a deeper sense of intimacy with myself and intimacy equals into me see with myself and with life. There's some resentment right? It's like this cosmic two by four has smashed us in the head going, wake up. And some of us are like, oh shit, this is really cool. Like, wow, I didn't even see the world like this. Like I'm seeing in color for the first time, like leaves on the trees look different. And some of us are going, fuck, I hate this. So just notice what you're holding around that because that's going to inform the journey itself, right? If there's resentment over the fact that you have to start looking at your stuff, it's going to be a whole lot harder to look at it. Right it's like pure resistance, right oh God, I hate that I have to do this work is is resistance It's like lifting a weight while you're trying to swim. It just makes it a whole lot harder, right It's our job to drop
1: the weight and go, okay, this is the path this is this is what I'm doing so something that I invite you to notice is if
0: you're on this path. And you look back at this previous aspect of yourself, right? Like I often say, and I, I write about this with my, my mother's passing, but when she was diagnosed with cancer, there was life before her diagnosis and then there was life after her diagnosis and they were two very different lives, All right? So if I look back
1: at this old version of myself, how do I feel about her? Do I love her?
0: Do I forgive her? Am I pissed at her that she didn't do better? Am I joyous to have grown? Am I resentful that it took so long? Start to notice how you feel about this old aspect of you. And notice if there are any necessary reparations that need to occur. Because the truth is, is this old aspect of you did get you to where you needed to be and every single symptom that we have every single
1: thing that we embody worked for us until it didn't right like if if you have like a angry outlook on life
0: and you adopt this persona, you're angry at things all the time. It probably works for you for a while, right? Like it gets what you want. It gets people to pay attention slash it gets people to back off. It gets people to do something. And it works until you finally go, oh shit, actually, I'm really lonely over here in my anger. I should probably look at that, right? Every
1: symptom works until it doesn't. And so this older version of you embodied
0: some different symptoms, that worked for that version, that version. We have such a tumultuous relationship with death in this culture, but we are constantly birthing and dying. Every morning we wake up, it's a rebirth. Every night we go to bed, it is a death of that day. Every Breath is a new life. It's an inhalation of spirit and it's an exhale, a letting go of it. It's a death of that moment. Right. So, why are we holding on to our beliefs around an aspect of us that once served such a perfect purpose? And we're holding on to some story about it when really it's just time for it to die. So, what do you need to make peace with this aspect of you? in order for it to just die away, in order for it to be surrendered. So I invite you, if it serves, and if you do have a tumultuous relationship with the old aspect of you or old version of you, which you've had many iterations of you, but perhaps there's one in particular that you're
1: having a tough time really letting go of, I invite you to write this aspect of you a letter. Dear 18-year-old Alexa, I want to tell you and then fill in the blank
0: and just let it fly and see what comes out, right? There's so much kind of overthinking that can happen in this space of like, oh, I have to do it right. I have to make it sound a certain way or I should use certain language. No, no, let that go. Just put a timer on for 10 minutes or so and just write and whatever comes out is perfect. No one's going to read it. No one cares what exactly it says except for you. You don't have to do it right.
1: You just have to do it. So carve out some time for that if that feels authentic. And in this process
0: of becoming this new version of you, it becomes so divinely
1: important to notice what brings you toward yourself and what brings you further away from yourself. Because everything
0: does that right? Like I get around a certain person and I retract, I'm less of myself. Whereas I get around my dear sister, Lauren, and I am like the most authentic expression of myself that I could be, right? So who brings you further toward yourself? This new version, this feeling of how you really want to be, who brings you closer to that? and who brings you further away. What brings you closer to that? And what brings you further away? What circumstances bring you closer to that? And what circumstances bring you further away? Substances, same thing. Because we're just trying to continue to walk each other home further and further to ourselves.
1: (sighs) Honoring the place between no longer and not quite yet is such a trip
0: honoring the place between i'm no longer that thing but i'm not quite that thing over there i'm not i'm not that version of me that's fully integrated this thing right this um sense of self love or this sense of intimacy with myself or this sense of uh play or this sense of whatever i'm not quite over there yet can I honor this space of the in-between? Because this space of the in-between is like the divine test from the universe. Whether it's a psychological in-between, right? Like I said, like, oh, I'm not quite integrated into that aspect of joy, but I'm not where I was in this despair, right? But I'm not quite there. Or whether it's like a literal um, ravine of like, okay, I'm no longer in this relationship, but I'm not quite fully single. Or I'm no longer single, but I'm not quite in this relationship, right? It can, be, it can be physical too, right? Honoring this place of like, where am I? I feel like I'm in the muck. And honoring this place requires us to slow down because the, the tendency is to hurry up. Right, we're like, this is uncomfortable. I I just want to be in the partnership or I just want to be in the joy or I just want to be in the self-intimacy or I just want to be over there. I'm not there. I've already done the work to get out of this bad place, quote unquote, bad place. It was exactly where you needed to be. But I'm not quite there. So we just want to run there. But the truth is, is that this place
1: of the in-between, the no longer and the not quite yet, is actually where we become who we are,
0: is where we integrate more of who we are. This is where we get to know ourselves fully. And we get to practice sitting in such a precious flavor of life. You know, the lotus flower, this perfect flower that represents spirituality and purity, it's usually white or pink, right? And it's always perfect, seemingly. Blooms in the mud. It doesn't bloom in pure water. It doesn't bloom in the grass. No, it blooms in the muck and it needs the muck in order to bloom. And you, my darling, are the lotus. No mud, no lotus. We've all heard it. But it's such a, it, it's such a thing to remember because it's frankly so easy to forget because it feels unfair right? It feels unfair to have to sit in the shit. It feels unfair to have to be uncomfortable when we can see and taste exactly what we want, but we're just not quite there yet. But again, these moments are, are such sincere practices in trust. Trusting that it's all unfolding as it should. Trusting that you choosing yourself is the choice. And that you leaving behind that old version of you or that old relationship or that old aspect or that old thing is you choosing you. And even though it's uncomfortable, and another word for uncomfortable is unfamiliar, that's literally it. It's just unfamiliar. You just are in the mud. But this is how the lotus blooms. And you know what's so ironic? If we are on this path of growth and
1: shifting all the time, you will be here again. Like you're going to be here again. It's not even a question.
0: Like if you're continuing to grow and have this metamorphosis life, then undoubtedly the version that you are becoming right now
1: will also shed. (laughs) And so let this be a practice in sitting in the mud. because this is ascension. And ascension takes
0: descension. To ascend, we have to descend. We have to go into our body. We have to go inward. We have to look at the shit, figure out what we want, figure out what we don't want, figure out who we want, figure out who we don't want, figure out what stories or patterns or beliefs we want to hold on to, and figure out which ones we need to get rid of because a lot of us are holding on to old stories and old patterns. It's so funny. It's so funny to hear people say things like, "Oh my god, you're you're a different version of yourself." Or like, "Oh, you're too big for your britches." Yeah. The people saying you're too big for your britches? are the britches. Yes, you've outgrown those people. And it's not up to you to say who this person should be and who they shouldn't be. And in fact, if we're not all changing all the time, I don't know if I want to be around you. Because I'm inter- if I look at the version of me three years ago, we're looking at a completely different individual because I am actually more me. I'm in more alignment. I'm not doing some of the shit that I was doing three years ago, right? You go back 10 years and I was anorexic. Yeah, was I a really friendly version of me? And, oh, I'm sure a lot of people liked me because I was a people pleaser and doing what other people wanted. Yeah, but I was
1: a deeply unhealthy individual, right? I know a lot of people who are different versions of themselves now.
0: And some people might not like them as much, but it's actually just because they're more them. They're not a version that served fill-in-the-blank person.
1: And that's a big point of differentiation. Because you stepping more into you, undoubtedly,
0: the people that don't like it are not going to like it. Choose yourself
1: anyway. Choose yourself anyway. Yeah? It's really important. You are the one you've been waiting for always, always. And going back to that thought of like, you're going to be here again because you're potentially still going to grow. We don't get to a point in our life and arrive and life starts.
0: There's no like, I made it, I'm to this place, I've integrated this, and now I'm here, and I've made it, and now I'm just going to coast for life, and it's going to be a
1: whole lot easier. Nope. (laughs) Nope. Fuck no. You're going to continue to grow. There's no arrival. That's why we continue
0: to grow older every single year. We don't arrive at an age and go, oh, I'm just going to stay 33, or I'm just going to, you know, it's like, no, we, we continue to grow every year. So expecting life to start at some point, like, oh, once I'm just free of this old shit, it'll get better. No, not necessarily. Because you know what? From this, yes, you can get rid
1: of all that shit. But as soon as you're in this new place, you're going to eventually get rid of that shit. Right? So there's no arrival. There are just sweet little increments of places where we integrate what
0: we need to learn, we leave the rest, we continue to grow, and how can we do it with an open palm? How can we do it with as much acceptance as possible? How can we let go of the old stuff and continue to change as often as possible because that's all we're ever doing? We're birthing and dying and birthing and dying. Life is just like labor, right? Some moments are... (gasps) oh, thank God, relief, oh my God, this feels so good. Okay, thank God, those, oh, good, put the towel
1: on my forehead, this is so much easier. And then it's, oh my God, contraction, ow, 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 this is terrible. Life is labor. So what are you giving birth to? Constantly, constantly, constantly.
0: What's being birthed, what's dying? What's being birthed, what's dying? There is no arrival, life does not begin. Once something happens, it's happening now. Life is happening right now. But what I can say that makes the ride a little more enjoyable (laughs) because it is labor is having tools, having tools and rituals and practices that bring you back to yourself, having community and people that you love and trust to commune with, having, um, daily practices that help you check in with yourself so that you can let go of it easier and receive it easier. Doing things that bring you pleasure, play, intimacy, that is the magic. That's why we're here. So what are your tools for getting through life with more grace, with an open palm, birthing and dying consistently? What are your tools? What brings you toward yourself? If you're looking for some good reads around this, I invite you to check out Byron Katie's book, Loving What Is, which is a really amazing story. She writes about her experience. She was pretty much suicidal
1: and she shares her kind of mental breakthrough around the stories. Of life and
0: seeing them differently. And another really powerful book that really was life altering for me. It's an audio book, actually. It's called Getting Unstuck. And it's by Pema Chodron, the marvelous and funny Buddhist nun who is incredible. And the book is all about um, letting go, it's all about getting unstuck from patterns and beliefs. And um, yeah. Integrating new ways of thinking,
1: which is really, really powerful. So, continue to
0: trust. Continue to trust that you are on a path. Continue to trust that you are growing, that you are here to do that. Keep trusting uh, your body's wisdom when it feels like you're moving toward yourself. Keep trusting your body's wisdom when it feels like you're moving further away from yourself. And know that you are so loved and so supported.
1: And I look forward to seeing you next week. Thanks so much for getting altered with me. Take care.